Hello and welcome to Super Saturdays, a comic book media podcast where each episode will be focusing on your favorite comic books, TV shows, and movies to figure out if these projects will stand the test of time. I'm Damon A, and on today's episode, I'm joined by Yasmin, yet again. Hey, good to have you back, Yas. Good to be back. All right, well, on with the show. Damn. Every time, I, every time I got, I just got to make the little sound effects just to like you know, just just, just to carry us in. Yes. All right. So yes, I got a question for you. Are you ready to dive into some news roundup? So we got two pieces of news for you today. Yes. Um, one of which is very, very, very connected to what we're talking about today, and the other one is just something that's really interesting to me. Um. So, Variety has came out and they confirmed that DCU's film slate, the one that was announced by James Gunn, uh, it is completely safe from Warner Brothers pulling some bullshit and canceling movies and taking them off as tax write-offs. Uh, so the way it was explained is that DCU movies are separate from Warner Brothers. It's like a whole separate studio, but they're still under each other. It's kind of like a parent company situation, which still is confusing to me, but like, I get it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and James Gunn shows his support for the recent movie that Warner Brothers canceled, which is Coyote versus Acme. Yes, are you a Looney Tunes fan? Uh, I was a big Looney Tunes fan growing up. Um, always at um, my grandma's house, watching Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, all that old shit. Uh, love Bugs Bunny. Love uh, Daffy's gay ass. Love it. All of it. I got you. I got you. I was kind of interested in this kind of like Coyote versus Acme movie primarily because it just, it looked funny. Uh, it had uh, it John. Yeah, that got canceled. Well, I mean, it was, but since uh, James Gunn came out, Warner Brothers said that the filmmakers are allowed to shop the movie around to other studios. So you can forget about it. That's not going to happen. So. Hey, who knows? Apparently, I think Amazon is showing some interest in it. All right, what I have some lady killer news for you as well, too. Let me know if you knew about this or not. Did you know last year it was announced Lady Killer was going to be turned into a movie? It was, yes. Yes, 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 yes. And guess who's going to be playing the titular character? Who? Don't make me mad. Who? I'm going to need you to guess. Okay, let me think. Is this like a super? Or are we talking about like a list actress? Like, I mean, I, I I would say she was a list. I mean, I would still say she's a list, but like not as a list. I'd say her time was like in the late early to mid two thousands. Then it slowed down, but she still does some stuff. Her husband Sam- is like a huge a list though. Okay, not Sandra Bullock. Um. Sandra Bullock. I feel like mm, 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 mm. I don't know. I I couldn't see her. Like you know what? I could see younger Sandra Bullock doing it though. I I could see that. She's like fifty now. That was not a good guess. Um, who? Blake Lively. Oh my God! I said no business. <laughs> I said no business. 
Yeah, no, it's Blake Lively, and then the movie is going to be written by Diablo Cody. Damn, dog. <laughs> Uh, you know, Diablo Cody writing, I'm not 100% against it. I think that could be, like, really interesting because Jennifer's body. But I don't know. I don't know. And then, and then Blake Lively doing it. I mean, she got the mole, so that's good. Anybody can have a mole, David. You know, but... Like anybody, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a casting director. I just have opinions. I don't know about Blake, but well, who who who, so- who would you want to cast? Who would you want to play Josie? Anybody else? Anybody else? Like who? Who else? I can't even think of somebody who I would cast. I can't either. <laughs> like I can't right now. Like I'm so like out of touch. I keep, I keep thinking of Margot Robbie, but no. You know, if Margot Robbie wasn't like doing almost every single big role, yeah, I, I could see honestly, Margot Robbie would ate it up. She would she eats everything the fuck up though. That's the thing. Yeah. I could see Lady uh Lady G- Gaga doing it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't see that. Okay, okay. Like I can't even think of anything right now. I can't <laughs> think of any like A list actress. Like, oh, you know what? You know what? I can think of uh, Samara Weaving. She was okay, in uh, so Ready or Not. I mean, <laughs> so yeah. other Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, down here too. Shit. What's your thoughts on the '60s and the fashion and just the vibes and the looks? Supreme vibes in the '60s. I love. I'm a more of a '40s type of girl. But I do love the 60s. Let me tell you what they had in the 60s. 60s. Twiggy. Danielle Luna. Jane Birkin. Cher. Diana Ross. Uh, everybody else was there. <laughs> Let me give you some movies. <laughs> uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's was there. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. What happened? Uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane. One of the greatest movies of all time, if you ask me. Planet of the uh, Apes. Planet of the Apes. The Graduate. The gra- Psycho. West Side Story. Greatest musical of all time. I will not debate that. We took spent a lot of time on this damn tangent. So, are you ready to dive in? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's dive in. All right, Lady Killer chronicles the bloody exploits of Josie Schuller, a seemingly stereotypical 60s-era housewife who just so happens to moonlight as a contract killer. My first thoughts after reading this book, because uh, Soup's renewing Volume 1, only Volume 1, we're not talking about Volume 2. First thoughts was, I loved the art. Love the art. I, I love the little detail in between the panels where there's like ink splatters to simulate blood i loved the bright colors i loved even within the writing there's a lot of different allusions to feminism and just certain things within that era and kind of juxtaposing it with today even though the book completely just stands within that era uh and there's a uh, the world just felt lived in like it felt very lived in like i i felt like there was nothing that wasn't thought out prior 
And uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. What was your first thoughts? I loved it. I was like, my, my very first thought, because if you know me, I'm a, um, a Lucille Balls fan. So I was like, this is just an evil Lucy. Lucy was, <laughs> I love Lucy, came out in the 50s. Anyways, yeah, she's just a, anyways. But yeah, I really did love the art. She's very, very beautiful. I am so glad they drew her like this. Very beautiful lady, pretty woman, gorgeous girl. Love her. The fashion, um, we'll, we'll move issue to issue, but the fashion in this is wonderful. She was giving me um, uh, Jackie Kennedy, the eyes closer together, but oh. she was You know, so she, I wasn't I wasn't even gonna make a Jackie Kennedy episode. I mean, oh, joke. I, 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 I wasn't. I was not gonna make a Jackie O joke this episode. Yes, but you forced my fucking hand. I did make a note saying that she did remind me of Jackie Kennedy in the first, like, the first moment we saw Josie. Like, but you know, like, but my bad for interrupting. Keep keep talking about what you're thinking. You can't. It's the it's the pillbox hat. It was that's classic. Jackie Kennedy. I think that along with like the eye color and then like the black bob, like it was just given Jackie Kennedy, but like idealized Jackie Kennedy. Jackie. <laughs> oh, you know, I also said that she kind of reminded me of like uh, Mrs. Monarch from Venture Rose as well, too. The way that she was looking. She, this really reminded me of um, Double Indemnity with Barbara Stanwyck. In a very roundabout way, like it's not double indemnity, but it is. Or like uh, the postman always rings twice. Mm. Something about it. I think it's just because she's killing people, but that's what it gave me. And she looked good doing it. Very good. Since we're talking about her, let's talk about a couple of the characters. So, what was your thoughts on Josie, like as a main character? Um. Well, my first thought was how dumb is her fucking husband? Listen, I have a couple of things I have to say about her fucking husband. But like for me, Josie. Joke. Like, I, I felt like we didn't really get to learn a lot about her. We just learned that like and I it's kind of like you're talking about what movies this book kind of get like was making you like the vibes it's giving you. It was kind of giving me Kill Bill vibes because I fucking love Kill Bill. Love that movie. Love that movie. And the thing that's interesting is that, like, you get more information about the bride over the two movies. And throughout this first book, you get a little bit more information about Josie as it goes on. And, you know, the big question that I had that I wrote down for you that I kind of wanted to talk about, too, since we're on the topic of Josie, is that, like, after reading it, it kind of left me wondering, does Josie even enjoy being a housewife? Because we have instances where it kind of seems like she doesn't like it. She primarily job to her yeah and like it's annoying to her anything about her really and i can't really tell if she likes her husband those kids or just her entire it seems like she's okay with being an assassin whatever a hitman whatever hit one whatever but when it comes to her home life it does not it feels like disconnected in a way yeah, no. like she's leaving all the time. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't know. She was, I don't know. I feel like we just don't know like anything about her like at all. I think because I was like doing a little bit of research for this episode that like by part three is when we start learning a little bit more about her. I haven't read part three. I've read part two, but um, and I'm pretty sure part three came out last year. But I don't know. Like we didn't really learn too much about her. Which we just hear on her job, and I don't, yeah. I'm I I just want something more that I don't I don't feel like I should have to read two three books before I get to know the main character of mm-hmm. the story. I don't know. I think, like, you know, for me, I think we get to learn, like, she still is engaging. It just left you wanting more. I think that's kind of one of the reasons as to why, like, the this book was, like, really paced. Like, it was really paced fast. And I get it because it was a miniseries, a five-issue miniseries. So I get it. You got to, like, boom, 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 and get to where you got to get to. But it felt like everybody else around her got... You could understand who they were within their first introduction, whereas with Josie, it's more like, okay, exactly. Because like, okay, she enjoyed, like, I got the vibes that she loves her husband. She loves her kids. um, And she's wanting to live a normal life. But I think maybe that's the point of the book is where it's like trying to tell you like, yeah, she wants a normal life. But secretly, she doesn't even like that normal life. Because it's she seemed more happier doing her hitman work, which is probably why she was just like getting rid of her housewife responsibilities. And I'm not saying because she had to, because fuck that. I'm saying like more like the life that she wants, she's trying to live and wanting to do more of the hitman assassin work, which I think maybe that's one of the things that like within the book, it's kind of like basically leave you wondering, I guess. Now, speaking about her husband, Gene. He doesn't do shit in this book, which I get it. It's kind of like the Ken thing where he's just there. (laughs) But this bitch is sexist as fuck. And I get it. It's the 60s. I get it. He's supposed to be, you know, your typical husband. But like the part that got me is when after like we meet Josie, where she like murders, you know, the random ass lady. She gets home. She's sitting on the couch with her husband uh, across from her mother-in-law her husband doesn't have pants on he's just in his underwear and the door rings doorbell rings and then like he's like oh go 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 get that would you Josie who go get I that pull, I wanted to pull my hair out of my head <laughs> go get rip. that go get it Ooh. Go TV, get it. Mm-mm. If I'm not mistaken, the TV TV is going like like describing the situation that's happening with them. It's like get your feet off the table, do that, do this. And he's just half like ass out. He is just a dumb. Yeah, like you said, Ken. He just doesn't just stupid. For no way. fucking reason. And it's just like, like, I don't know. I I think there's like certain glimmers where we kind of get him having like good moments. Like when he brought the hit their, their kids to see, uh, see her working, what they think or whatever. Um, just, I don't know. And you know something like, I, I, I will say Josie is the main character. She does feel like the main character, but it just doesn't feel like we learned too much about her as the main character, I guess. Um, you know, 
What was your thoughts on Peck? Just another misogynistic piece of shit. Oh my god! At, at first, the first introdu- introduction of him with them talking was it them talking outside. Yeah, he knocks on the door. I thought he was kind of okay. I was like, oh, that's cute. She should be with him. <laughs> and then the story goes on. I'm like, oh, oh, like the constant like sexist and misogynistic comments. Like, oh, okay. I thought there was gonna be more scenes with them interacting because they're limited interactions. They kind of had like a rapport. Like they were kind of cool. But he was, you know, he's, it felt like she's cool with him and he's cool with her, but he doesn't know how to act. And he is this way. And she's like, you know, I thought, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they, I feel like they have like, like probably do, but they have like a, a history, an unspoken history that I would like to see. You know, that's what I was thinking about too. Cause I think like, because I think he hinted at, like, there's a reason as to why she doesn't use guns, which I thought that was kind of cool that she does not use guns. She, she chooses not to use guns. She's just that badass. So she does it with her bare hands or knives and that type of shit. Yeah. That's pretty okay. cool. So, like, he hinted at that, that there's, like, the reason or some shit like that when they were younger or some shit like that. I don't fucking he's know. Like, this is what got us in, the, in this situation in the first place. Yeah. Which like is just. Like, what, like, I would like to see it. I would like to see it. I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. I would like to see it. Like, I, I and, and going back to what you were saying about how they're having like history or whatever. I, it was interesting because at first, the first couple of appearances, it kind of felt like yeah, he was coming like laying it on thick and flirting with her overtly, and she was still like you know I'm married, but like at some instances at the beginning, it kind of felt like she was kind of flirting back just a little bit, and it made like do yeah. they have a thing going on or yeah like did did they back in the day like i feel like they might have been like, that just a lot of unspoken things left unsaid a lot of things i think that's the reason why i feel so lived in like something about it kind of like one of the reasons why i like fucking kill bill so much is that because i watched it not too long ago and the thing i liked about that movie was just that like it felt so lived in and left a lot of unanswered questions about how oh how does that assassination or how does this assassin organization work uh is the assassin organization similar to human trafficking and all the other type of shit like all this other type of shit and same with this book like it made me wonder a lot of different things and i just i don't know i don't know so what was you like what was a couple moments you liked a lot from the book uh, when she was working, I don't want to feel like I don't want to sound like I'm objectifying women. <laughs> but she looked that kitty cat club. Oh, mother! <laughs> she was <laughs> no that uh that that uh, kitty cat club scene when she killed him. Loved it. She looked great. Loved it. But my other favorite when was when she couldn't kill the kid. Okay, again, history and things left unsaid. I know it's like, <laughs> it's hard to kill children. Wait a second, wait a second. It's hard to kill. <laughs> Do you think she should have killed the kid? 
know. Oh, you yeah. hesitated with that though. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, you heard it here first. Soups. Yes, said fuck them kids. Okay. <laughs> I am not a child murderer. <laughs> Anyways, it was her crying in the car, crying in the car, crying in the car after after the, all that. And I just wanted, not want. I was just thinking about like if she felt like was she still up to do being assassin, whatever she is. Does she still want to like? be who she is part-time when her husband's like to his head turned like 15 degrees to the left like i don't know it was cool to see just there's just so much shit within this book that especially going back to what we were talking about with the whole feminism as angles and shit like that uh the part that kind of made me fucking irritated is when her boss was having the conversation with her about her going soft and other type of shit and then when he had that conversation with peck and his reasoning, it kind of was just giving, oh, um, you know, whenever a guy is within this role, yeah, they, like, at some point, it changes them, and then we gotta, like, snuff them out. Like, she couldn't possibly handle a double life, but within the book, you kind of could, you saw that she was able to handle it pretty well. Like, yeah, like, she was, like, making dinner on the stove. She was, like, taking, like, she, like taking the kids to to uh ballet, like it was nothing. It was just it's just sexism. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Like I I just just a lot of this different stuff in this book was really interesting. My next question for you is, what was your thoughts on Mother Schuler though? I know we didn't really see much of her in this book, but I just found it funny as fuck when the party was happening and you know her her, her mother in law just assumed that like oh. She cheating on my son. Mm, 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 mm. You know what? Well, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to confront her. And the fact that Josie gaslit the fuck out of her and said, <laughs> "Listen, I was reading that book and I was like, Josie just gaslit the fuck." And then on top of that, held eye contact and was like, "You know what? You're tired. Um, you don't know what you're talking about." Gaslighting down. What are you talking about? What man? What? Maybe you're del- no. She even said she even said you're delusional. You must be. T- you need to go to bed. You should go to bed. Are we being too loud? I think you should go to bed. Actually, no. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell Jean that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look at some um homes to put you in. <laughs> and Jean probably would sign off on that shit because he, he was so oblivious. He in this book, Jean was fucking oblivious as fuck. He did not listen. She ran that house. Like, there's a couple of different right. scenes where Josie was like. Hey, um, I'm gonna have to go and like you know talk to my sister and X, Y, and Z, and then Jean was like, "Okay, yeah, go for it." Even she was kind of shook. She was like, "She was like, oh, oh." Even she was weird the fuck out. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> Are you sure? You know, you can tell me. No, no, it's fine. Go. Go ahead. You got it. Okay. It was such a weird situation. I would be like, "What are you talking about?" Just, it's a dumb man. I was so annoyed, but I think that's the only way she could get around. If he wasn't that fucking stupid, who knows what she would have been doing? She probably would have been caught by now. She probably would have been, but then again, I don't know. Because like I'm thinking about the '60s, 
and the stereotypical house uh, wife and the like, you know, husband, he'd be going to work and not giving a fuck about anything. So like, I don't know. But then again, then again, there's a whole other aspect of the abuse and shit that happened back then too. So he probably was nickel and diming. No, speaking of nickel and diming, the last lines in this book where he kind of insinuated that like she's using his money talked to her like she was a damn child and said that, like you know maybe you should go into business you know it'd be good to have your own money or whatever she's like girl yeah you're, yeah you might be right maybe I should. it was the way the panels like were laid out like you could see her face like where it was like a little like uh her eyebrow was raised for a second like okay be the avon lady again stab another woman in the chest not rihanna don't what I, about, I heard Avon, I heard Avon, and I thought about Rihanna. Listen, don't you no- talk about my Avon lady like that? Listen, listen, listen. Avon is calling, or should I say, Fenty is calling. Mom, I was an Avon lady. You cannot get rid of that. I still got Avon in the. Family. Well, your mom was Avon lady. Well, she got stuff from Avon. I got Avon everywhere in this fucking house. Listen, Avon had some good shit. They did. Still, I think Avon is still around too. Maybe for like six year olds. You said sixty or six? Sixty. Oh, I was about to be like, what six year old needs to get rid of wrinkles? I think one of the things that's gonna kinda of shoot my rating for this book in the foot is that I get it. I loved it for what it is, but mm-hmm. the fact that it was a mini series kinda ate up the story. Cause mm-hmm. like things happen in a breakneck speed, especially at the end. Uh, I'm, I remember my first time reading this book. It was, um, you know, I think it was like a couple of years ago when it, and actually I think I read it when it was coming out now that I think about it. And when I got to that final issue, I was like, did I miss something? Cause you do, they do like a little time jump and then you're missing all this information. I, if I'm not, if I am correct, I remember Lady Killer 2 was able to like do better with the pacing and it gave you more information. I haven't read the second one yet. I'm I would hope that we get a little a little bit more like personality and backstory to these people because the, the first volume it really wasn't it was just this is this and that's that. That's what mm-hmm. it was. It wasn't much depth really. It was like a nice little short story almost. My bad, go ahead. Yeah, it was fine for what it was. I'm not trying to say it needs to have a fucking whole fucking character analysis in it. But it would be nice. Maybe, again, I haven't read the second or third volume. But it would be nice to have a little bit of personality or something. And at the end, I was, um, what's his name, Irving? And the mother-in-law, I was curious about their backstory. She's like, I know that man. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? I was interested in that. But I don't know. I have to I'll have to read the next. It was good for what it was. I like that uh the mother-in-law she was like you know just like like we saw her being like a stone wall the entire book and then when 
she noticed the dude she was kind of frazzled and she was like just telling Josie like I knew him during my time in the war and because we know that like they're German and everything so it's like I'm not finna spoil it for you Z- um well, why was I gonna say Zaz what the fuck nope. I'm not <laughs> I'm not finna spoil it for you Yaz but and I'm also gonna not gonna spoil it for for the soups but like we learn a little bit more about what happened. We even learned some more about um the mother-in-law's past. Joel Jones' art, fucking phenomenal in this book. But yeah. let's move on to the rates. What would you give this? Um, I'd give this a four. Okay. Okay. Why? Why four? Uh, because, well, not to be a vintage lover, but it was very, it was a very pretty story to look at, for one. And like I said, it, it is what it was. It wasn't trying to be anything else. It wasn't trying to be like, I don't know. I'm kind of contradicting myself, but if I, if this, if this was the only volume. If it was just this, I would be, yeah, it was very good for what it was. I'll say that. That's what I'm trying to say. It was very good for what it was. The uh, characters were fine. Not fine. I'm not trying to undermine it, but it was very good for what it was. She's uh, an assassin. And she's killing people and she's living a double life. I think that automatically gives it a three, if you ask me. So, yeah. Okay. I would give it a four too, because I agree with you. It, it 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 accepts what it is, like it is what it is, and I love it for that. I loved how feminine the art was. Like it was very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Con. Like, uh like it was. It it was serving. It was serving. It was. It was. It was. It was serving. It was serving his mother, if you will. But anyways. Uh, jokes aside though no it was really fun like i loved the art it was very bouncy it was very kinetic and it was very um gory but it was tastefully gory like it just felt very stylized and i eat stylized shit up like this i could see this being animated i could see this art transitioning very well and even the panel layouts to movies like the thing that i liked most about this is that this really does feel like something that could do well being adapted now i'm not saying all comics have to be adapted like that's not a thing i'm saying but what i'm saying is that this story was really it hit all the points and marks that it was trying to set forth Mm -hmm. uh it talked about topics that it wanted to touch on in a really decent way and you know something i think another thing going back to the whole knowing what it is it didn't try to sugarcoat the 60s like it acknowledged all of the negative parts except for racism but this wasn't that type of story that it was trying to tell it didn't need it it didn't need it it didn't need it exactly uh because it talked about you know the housewives thing it talked about sexism it even talked about like actually it kind of did touch on racism a little bit especially the way the kids were in the native american costumes but like it just touched on every little bits and piece what i really liked like you said, how it being very 60s. Um, her neighbor coming over, <laughs> pregnant as It was giving old. bewitched. Huh? Oh, what you oh, you meant the pregnant neighbor that was smoking? Yeah, I was like, oh yeah. 
I put that in my notes. She was smoking a damn cigarette and pregnant. What the fuck? Oh my god. That baby is finna come out just but very uh would that be a boomer? Would that be a boomer? Would that be a boomer? Would that be would that would that her baby be a boomer? No, boomers was the fifty nine and Oh, so that one would that be a Gen Xer? Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. All right. Well, but no, I just, yeah, no, I would say this book is a four. And with that, I would say it'll stand the test of time. Do you think it's going to stand the test of time? Yes, I do. I do too. All right. Well, let's close this out. I want to know, Soups, what do do you think Lady Killer is going to stand the test of time? Be sure to let us know on Instagram at Super Saturdays Podcast, TikTok at Super Saturdays Pod, and Twitter at Super Saturday PC, where your messages and your reviews can make their way on the show. This is Super Saturdays. I'm Damon. And I'm Yasmin. And please let us know who you would cast as Josie in the movie. Yes. Who would you cast Not as Josie? <laughs> All right. Well, see you next Saturday, Supes.